Hola, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grit Fitness and Performance Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Sanchez, and today we're going to talk about something that I was thinking about while on a morning walk with my son and my dog. I was listening to a podcast, and um, I forget exactly what they were talking about, um, but it sparked this idea in me about body composition. And we all know that there is a, you know, what's considered an ideal body composition for overall health and whatnot, and it varies from person to person depending on how lean you want to get. Um, but it got me thinking about what is your ideal body composition, not the ideal body composition, because one of the things I've noticed over the course of my career is that not everyone wants to look how, you know, the mass media would portray healthy or the ideal body composition. There's a lot of lifestyle factors and social aspects of life that are going to play into what makes you the happiest because everyone is going to have different views and different opinions and different likes and different dislikes that will go into what makes them, you know, the happiest. Um, so we're going to cover all of these things today and hopefully give you a, a better idea of how to kind of go about creating your ideal body composition. So, you know, the first thing we're going to talk about is, you know, what is a healthy range of body composition. What percent body fat is considered healthy for most people? And, you know, I'm all for if you're happy and your your body fat percentage is a little bit higher, do you? You know, whatever makes you happy, I'm totally fine with that. But as a fitness professional, I do feel obligated to let you know that there is a healthy range and there is a cutoff. So for females, for the ladies out there, typically anything above 31, 32% is is it's not healthy, okay? Uh for the guys, anything really above like 22, 23, 24%, uh somewhere in that range. Anything above these numbers I don't care how happy you are, you're putting yourself at risk for detrimental health issues, okay? So think of all the things that you really don't want to have happen to you or you don't want your doctor saying that this is an issue for you. So you got your your cancers, your heart disease, your diabetes, your achy joints, your high blood pressure, um, basically all the shit that you don't want to have happen to you that you don't want to have to actively work to fix that stuff is more of a risk when you're higher than those percentages. So, you know, I, I know there's some people out there that are big and beautiful and they love it and, you know, that's fine. Don't care. If you're happy, great. Do you. That's perfectly fine. But you should be aware and you should be fully knowledgeable about the risks that are associated with higher body fat percentages, okay? Um, just have to put that out there because I feel like it's – you know, in the position I'm in, like, it's it's my job. I have a responsibility to let people know that. So there is a healthy range. Don't think that this is a podcast that just says, like, 
you know, if you're at 50% body fat and you're happy, fantastic. I mean, you know, that holds true, but still risks that come with it. Uh, so just so you're aware of that, but so let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into what constitutes a healthy, uh, range. So we'll start with the ladies. So the older you get, the more wiggle room or wiggle room you have for a higher percent body fat. So typically, and these numbers, you know, take with a grain of salt, uh, ladies between the ages of 29 or 29, Jesus, ladies between the ages of 20 and 39. Um, if you fall anywhere between 21 and 31, 32% body fat, that's considered pretty good. Like your, your markers for health are going to be um, perfectly fine when you go to the doctor or they should be because your body fat isn't contributing to, you know, making anything worse. Um, women if, or who are 40 to 59, 23 to 33% and women who are 60 to 79 or 70. Yeah. 60 to 79, um, 24 to about 35% body fat is going to be considered okay. So for the fellas out there, um, 20 to 39 years old, Eight to nineteen percent is pretty good. Forty to fifty-nine years old, eleven to twenty-one percent, and then sixty to seventy-nine plus years old, you're right in that thirteen to twenty-four percent range. So, those are all the numbers that are considered overall healthy. Um, you know, for for most people, what you should be striving to be in if just overall health is your goal. Uh, so like I said, for the ladies, anything above 32%, um, there are some associated health risks with that, uh, for the fellas, anything really above like 21%, um, same exact thing. So just in case you're not aware of this women, you typically have higher body fat percentages than guys because you do the most badass thing on the planet. And that is, uh, make humans inside of you. So don't, you know, feel slighted that, you just naturally have higher body fat percentages than your male counterparts. It's because you do things that are way more impressive than guys ever will do um, in their lifetime. And uh, I know this for a fact because I went through it. I was in the room when it happened. And uh, guys, you're just bitches, all of you, for real. There's nothing you can ever do that will be that badass, uh, 100%. Anyway, getting back on track. So in my experience of working with a wide variety of clients over the course of nine, 10 years, um, you know, fat loss is one of the more common goals that I'll get when clients come to me. And what I've come to kind of discover, and I have, you know, I don't really have any, uh, you know, concrete statistics to back this up, but it's just based on um, clients that I've worked with and, and, and things that I've seen over the course of the years. Uh, females, you know, when they come in, they have a kind of set look that they want to achieve uh, before they start working out, eating better, sleeping better, whatever it is. And I've come to find that, that that magic range of, you know, what they deem to, um, you know, what they consider looking good it falls anywhere between like 16, 17, uh, up to, you know, 22, 23, 24%. So kind of like right in that range, I guess anywhere from 16 to 24%. Ladies, when you are in that range, um, that's when you tend to see the changes that you want to see in your body in the form of, you know, striations, uh, being tone, um, you know, uh, being cut, looking good. 
and kind of revealing those curves that you want to see. Now, again, this is just based on clients that I've worked with in the past, um, but that tends to be the magic range. For the guys, it's anywhere between eight, nine, all the way up to, you know, 14, 15%. Anything higher than those ranges for the guys and for the girls, and you tend to not be able to see, you know, the definition, um, the striations that you're looking for when most people start a, you know, health regimen for the most part. Now, again, this will vary from person to person. So that doesn't mean if you're 16% um, that you won't be happy with the way you look. I'm just telling you based on, you know, my own experience working with, um, you know, a, a wide variety of clients that that tends to be the magical number that when people are at, they feel like, okay, I look good. This is the way that I envisioned before I started working out. So now, you know, with those percentages, comes a, a, a wide host of benefits. So, you know, when you fall in that range, ladies, 16 to 23%, fellas, you know, eight, nine to 15%, um, number one, you're going to look great. So you're going to start to notice your body changing. You're going to start to, um, you know, notice the, the baby fat is kind of falling off you. Uh, your clothes are starting to fit better. Um, you know, your, your love handles aren't so much handles anymore. You can't really get any more grip on those guys. Um, and you're starting to look a lot better. You're also going to find that you have higher energy levels. So you're able to just do more stuff and feel better about it. Uh, overall health is going to be much better because like I said, the higher body fat percentages, the more things, uh, more detrimental health issues are going to come along with it. But when you fall within that range, those aren't so much an issue anymore. You're going to experience fewer cravings for, you know, the not so healthy foods just because your body is kind of in the right balance. You're in homeostasis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like that word? SAT word. Um, you know, it's going to be once you get to that range, it's going to be easier to maintain those percentages um, once the the practices and habits required to get there become habitual. So once you get to that range, because it does require a little bit of work, and I'll tell you what that is, you know, the steps necessary to get to this range. Once you've gotten to that range, the discipline needed in order to get there, you know, day after day after day after day, it will become habitual. It will become something that you just do and you don't have to think about anymore. So maintaining those percentages won't really be an issue once you've gotten there. Uh, and, you know, that's not a concrete statement, but for the most part, um, you know, the hard work it took to get to where you want to get to, it will just become your life now. You won't really have to think about you know, eating vegetables or getting sleep or working out. It's just what you do. It's it, it it's what who you've become as a, a person. Now, there are some trade-offs to get to these ideal percentages. So number one, it's going to take more planning and attention to detail with regards to your diet. You're not gonna just be able to wake up and wing it every single day. It might require some meal planning on the weekends. It might require, you know, a checklist that you um, create and follow every time you go grocery shopping. It's going to mean that you are going to be more diligent and aware of the foods that you keep in the house because more 
you know, nine times out of 10, if it's in the house, you will eat it. Uh, I don't care how much willpower you have. You can only walk by, you know, cinnamon buns so often before you just give into it. Like, you know, I'm the same way. So if there's like donuts in my house or cinnamon buns or something super delicious, you know, I'm pretty strict with my diet, but I can't, no, mm -mm. I've got a soft spot for that type of stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people out there do too. So uh, more attention to detail to your diet. It's going to take, a, uh, take an increased time commitment for more of a consistent exercise routine. Um, so, you know, in order to get to these quote unquote ideal body composition ranges, you're definitely going to have to make being active and exercise a priority. So the same way you would schedule work and dropping kids off to soccer practice and, you know, social obligations or whatever it is, you're going to have to do the same thing with exercise, with daily walks. You're going to have to put that shit in your calendar and make sure that you're, you're doing it. Um, you're also, some of us may need assistance getting to these places. And that's when you would reach out and hire people, uh, like myself, like Matt, where we would actually help you guide you to get to the steps that where you need to get to. Cause obviously I'm a, I'm at a point where I've been doing this for 10 years. All this just seems like common knowledge, but it's, it's really not to a lot of people. I mean, like some people out there don't know, you know, what a carbohydrate is and when the best time to eat it is. Um, so like the things that I may take for granted, there's a lot of people out there who have no idea where to start the steps that they need to take, uh, what's important, what's not important. Um, so you may need some assistance to help you to get there. And you're more than likely going to need to sacrifice certain aspects of your social life um, if you want to get to these ranges. And obviously, the lower you get, the bigger and more frequent those sacrifices um, are going to be. So that means, you know, if your friends just willy nilly and spontaneously want to go out for Taco Tuesday and, you know, you had a rough weekend diet wise, you might have to say, no, or you might have to go with them and not indulge in, you know, the margaritas and the delicious tacos and guac and whatever. You might have to make a conscious effort to order the grilled chicken with the sauteed vegetables on the side. So you're just going to have to be prepared to make some trade-offs if you're willing to get to these ranges. So now, how do you do it? How do you get to that ideal range to start seeing, you know, your hard work paying off. So the first thing you're going to need to do as far as diet goes, you're probably just going to need to eat slower. Um, I think a lot of people, if you've ever, you know, watched like a, a puppy eat, literally inhale it. They don't chew and the food's gone in two seconds. Like a lot of us are eating the same way a puppy would eat. Like someone's going to steal our food. And the problem with eating faster is that your brain doesn't really register that you're full until you're too full. And I know we've all been there where you finish a meal and you lean back and you're like, I'm so, I'm fat fat as fuck. And you just, you feel awful and you're just overstuffed and you're in pain and like, you're breathing heavy because your heart is just working so hard to digest this food. Been Yeah, I've been there a bunch of times. Um, just eat slower, you know, try to try to talk more to the people around you while you're eating. That way you give your brain a chance to, you know, realize, hey, like I'm full, pump the brakes, homie. Like you've ate 
you've eaten enough. Um, you're going to need protein and fibrous vegetables at every single meal that you eat. So whatever protein it is, dead animal flesh, um, your complementary proteins if you're a vegetarian, I don't care what it is, but you're going to need to eat that at every single meal along with your vibrous uh, vegetables. So it means vegetables that are your, your non-starchy ones for the most part, your colorful vegetables, your your broccoli, your asparagus, your, your Brussels sprouts. Um, that, those are going to need to be staples at every meal you eat, not just lunch, not just dinner, every single meal. You need to find a way to get that stuff in. You're going to need to exercise daily for 45 to 60 minutes. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, sweat your ass off and bust your balls every single time. Uh, but you definitely need to be active. You need to go for a walk. Um, you need to ride a bike. You need to do something for 45 to 60 minutes every single day. You also need to do three to four sweat breaking exercise sessions every week. So this is going to be your more intense exercise, your, uh, high intensity interval training, your resistance training. And I would probably classify resistance training like that's, that's what you need to focus on three to four times a week. Um, that needs to be a staple in your routine. You also need to get seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. So you can't go two nights a week where you got five to six. Like, mm -mm, that doesn't cut it. That'll screw up everything. Seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. You need to effectively manage your stress every single day because stress can wreak havoc on all everything that you're trying to do. Um, it's kind of like an under the radar type of thing. And a lot of people don't pay attention to it, but stress, mental stress, you know, stress from your job, stress from your kids, stress from whatever it is. If you don't manage that effectively, it can do a lot of things with screwing up how you're able to recover, how you're able to digest food, how you store fat, how you burn fat. So you need to make sure that you're effectively managing that stress via meditation, via whatever it is that you do, coloring books, listening to music, um, don't care, but you need to make sure that your stress is, is managed. And then things that you need to avoid processed carbs, desserts, sugary treats. You need to limit that to basically one to two times a week within reason. So you can't just go one day a week and eat an entire wedding cake that defeats the purpose. Um, you, you know, you, you can't, um, overdo it basically. So it needs to be within reason and you need to be prepared to not have that stuff in your diet and in your life. And you need to be able to say no to that type of stuff. You also need to drastically decrease your alcohol intake. Um, so one to two caloric beverages per week is basically going to be the max that you're going to be able to allow yourself if you want to get down to these body fat levels that um, have you looking I'll say social media ready for the most part. Um, and honestly, I would just give up alcohol completely. Alcohol is really not beneficial for you. Uh, there are definitely way more cons than there are pros when it comes to alcohol consumption. So I would probably just get into the habit of giving that up completely. Now, coming from a guy who doesn't drink, obviously easier said than done. But if you like your fun juice, um, you know, it's just something to think about. And then you all, you know, you might want to consider calorie cycling or carb cycling. So it means on days where you're not as active or where you don't have one of your higher intensity exercise sessions, 
you know, you're going to be wanting, uh, wanting to consume less calories on that day versus on days where you are exercising and are strength training, you know, maybe you feed yourself a little bit more, maybe a higher carb intake. So all of those things kind of considering that's what needs to happen. Ladies, if you're looking to get to, you know, 19 ish, 20% body fat fellas, that's what needs to happen. If you're looking to get down to, you know, 11, 12, 13% body fat. And obviously the lower you go on the scale, the harder and the more that you're going to need to do in order to achieve that. Social sacrifices become way more prevalent. Um, You can basically kiss eating at restaurants goodbye. You can kiss desserts goodbye. You can basically just go back to 1920 and live in Prohibition era because alcohol is not going to be your friend anymore. So now that you're aware of all this and what needs to happen in order to get to, you know, these quote unquote ideal body fat percentages. I, I think the question is, are you prepared to do all of that? So if you enjoy, you know, nights out with friends and you enjoy an occasional alcoholic beverages more than one to two times a week, um, if you do not like exercising, it's just really not for you. It doesn't float your boat and you only want to commit to two days a week of hard sessions or one day and you're not prepared to um, make 60 minutes of exercise a daily routine, um, you need to be prepared to not be at these body fat percentages. So, you know, you need to decide what six pack do you prefer? Do you prefer abdominals or do you prefer alcohol? So what, what choices, you know, what lifestyle do you want to lead that makes you happy? It's not going to be the same for every single one. Okay. Someone might be, you know, someone might prefer to be at 12% body fat and they're okay with giving up alcohol and they're okay with giving up, you know, frequent dessert, uh, treats, you know, but maybe someone, wants to enjoy life. You know, they enjoy the social aspect of friends. They enjoy eating delicious foods. They enjoy doing things with other people. Um, but you know, those choices will leave them at a higher body fat percentage. There's no one correct answer. I told you the statistics of what's considered healthy. You just need to find the middle ground between your ideal lifestyle and your ideal aesthetics or your looks. Once you find that spot, that's ideal for you, okay? Um, So it's going to be different for every single one. You just need to sit down and, you know, think, where am I going to be the happiest? You know, am I prepared to tell friends, like, no, I don't want to go hang out because I want to look a certain way. But at the same time, like, you know, is is having a six-pack and, you know, giving up, trips to restaurant with friends and family, um, skipping dessert at, you know, someone's birthday party. Is that worth it to you? So I'll use me as an example right now. Right now, I am at exactly 14% body fat. I just measured it yesterday using the in-body scale at uh, Grit. And, you know, while I do, I would like to be maybe like 1%, uh, maybe 2% lower, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy right now. I, I don't look like a Greek God. That's for damn sure. But I do look like I take care of myself. 
Um, but it also allows me to, you know, indulge in some of the foods that I enjoy eating, some of the desserts. Uh, shout out Sweet Tea's Bake Shop in Haddon Field. Like, I, I like eating that type of stuff. Um, you know, I enjoy going out to restaurants. I did when it was allowed. Um, but, you know, this is, I think, 13, 14% for me. That's what makes me happy. I am fully okay with Sunday through Saturday afternoon only eating, you know, vegetables, proteins, healthy fats, um, only drinking water and coffee. I'm totally fine with that. I'm fully prepared to make that sacrifice. And honestly, at this point, it's become just part of my lifestyle. Like I said in the beginning, I don't even think about it anymore. Saturday comes, I have no problem with eating, you know, a couple burgers and then, uh, uh, you know, dessert. I'm not much of a drinker. I would much rather prefer to eat my calories. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy there. I enjoy strength training. I enjoy being active and 13 to 14% is what I would consider ideal for me. doesn't mean it's ideal for you. You just have to weigh out all of these things. You have to decide what sacrifices are you willing to make? What lifestyle makes you happy? And can you find a happy medium? Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a lot of self-reflection at this point. Now, there also comes a point where, you know, and this is just my opinion at this point, I think the trade-off for looks um, once you become super, super lean kind of begins to hinder performance. And what I mean by performance is just your physical capability to kick ass and take names. So, you know, if anyone is familiar with uh, physique competitions or like bodybuilding competitions, when those guys are on stage, they look absolutely shredded and ripped. And like, you can see every single muscle in their body and their veins are popping out and they have like these incredibly low body fat levels. Um, but if you've ever, you know, talked to some of these people at that point, they're like, they're, they're at their weakest point. Like a strong fart could blow them over on stage. Um, and it's just, it's not sustainable to live that way. Um, you know, and like I said, your, your physical capabilities to just perform, lift heavy weights, um, sprint, jump, just kick ass and feel good becomes compromised. So, you know, like, it, it, again, it's totally up to you. Like, if you would rather look super awesome and be prepared to maybe be just, you know, not as strong as, you know, say someone, a few body fat percentage, um, points, um, you know, above that are, that's, that's totally up to you. So if you're, if your lifestyle is, you know, more about, you know, looking good and, you know, FBGM, if you listen to rap or hip hop, you know exactly what that means, but I won't say that, uh, just cause I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but like, if that's your lifestyle, fantastic. Um, if you would prefer to be a little bit higher body fat percentage and be a little bit stronger, but maybe not quite have like a six pack, you got like a four pack, you know, that's something that you have to take into consideration as well. I know, I know for me, the strongest I've ever been in my life was probably when I was at like 15, uh, maybe 16% body fat. And I didn't look fantastic, but you know, I, I, I was performing quite well, um, during my training sessions. So again, you know, you're, you're going to see 
stuff on the internet um, that says like, you know, this number is the ideal body composition. Uh, but, you know, personally, I think you need to find your ideal body composition and it's going to be different for every single person. Um, you just have to find, again, that happy medium between your ideal lifestyle where you are happy and you enjoy life and between how good do you want to look and what things are you prepared to cut out of your life? What habits are you willing to change? Um, find that spot in the middle. And that is your ideal body fat, body fat composition. And again, it's going to be different for every single person. And if you're confused and you don't know, you know, what your ideal, you know, spot is, and, you know, I don't know at what percentage, you know, you start to look good at, and I don't know, you know, if I'm not willing to give up alcohol and going out with my friends, like what's a happy spot, feel free to reach out to us. We will talk you through this stuff and we'll help you. So it's a, a little bit easier. Um, but again, that's my rant on body composition. There is a healthy cutoff, but there's going to be a wide range that, you know, makes all sorts of people happy. You just got to find your spot. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, I think this has been the longest podcast to date. Um, if you like the podcast, do me a favor, go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and even better, leave us a review. Tell us how much you like listening to this. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify, but if you can leave us a, do the same thing. Uh, we would appreciate that. Um, share it with a couple friends. And if you want more information, you can always visit our website, gritfitnessandperformance.com. You can shoot us an email if you have questions at gritfitperform at gmail.com. And you can reach out to us on all our social media platforms at gritfitnessandperformance. Shoot us a DM. Hop in our DM, shawty. Um, and with that, I will see you guys uh, on the next uh, episode. So stay safe and healthy during all this pandemic craziness and talk to you then.